we have entitled this a vision day, a vision moment. And that's why we've invited the middle school and high school to join us for this. Kids are in kids' ministry right now. But students, young adults, families, anyone in that spectrum whatsoever, I'd like to share with you what I believe the Lord would have us to do as a church in this new year. What God's agenda is. I know we we go into this new year, and we didn't know what it was going to be like just a few months ago, did we, huh? We didn't know what the new year would be like. And we're still looking to CNN or NBC or, or Fox News or somebody to tell you what it's going to be like in 90 days. Can I tell you, God has something to say what this year is going to be like. And we need to fix our eyes and not see it as the news media tells us, We need to have a vision for what God wants to do. And I feel like that there is an agenda of the Holy Spirit that I want to share with you. And I'm going to speak personally, and at times I believe I'm speaking prophetically into your family and certainly into this church, God's agenda for this new year. In Isaiah chapter 43, one verse I preached from this verse before. I've, I've mentioned this verse before, but it came to my mind for this service today. And I feel like the Holy Spirit would have us revisit Isaiah 43 19. The word of the Lord says to his people, God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Are you ready for a new thing? I don't know about you. I need a new, new year. <laughs> I need a new, new year. Seeing I doing a new thing, now it springs up. God says I'm doing a new thing, and now, move from the new to the now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? That's a rhetorical question. Don't you see, perceive what God is doing? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Allow me to unpack that verse just a little bit more. God says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you know it's possible to be unaware of God's activity? God was doing a new thing. He spoke to Israel And when he asked the rhetorical question, don't you perceive it, the answer, of course, is obvious. They did not perceive it. In fact, if you read the chapter, they were looking back and expecting God to move like he had previously done. They were wanting God to do what he had previously done. I've heard this by so many, and I've said it myself over the last several months many times. I can't wait to get back to normal. I'm not sure if God's that enthused about us getting back to our normal. Do you know there was as many prayer requests back in our normal as there are today? There was brokenness. There there was distress. There was worry. There were family problems. There were struggles. There was insecurity. There was sin back in our normal. I'm not sure God wants to take us back to a normal. God, I think, would say, I want to do a new thing. Don't you perceive it? It's possible for God to be doing something new and we not know it. 
Don't be so caught up to say, God, I want it back just the way it was. And God is saying, the way it was will never be again. I'm doing a new thing. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Frequently in the Old Testament, God will use the the architecture, the environment, the weather, the, the obvious, the natural to speak a spiritual lesson to people. And of course, they knew that you would never build a road in a wilderness. No one goes to the wilderness. No one wants to build a bridge to nowhere. You wouldn't build a, a road where there is no place to go. And God's saying, I'm building a road. I'm going to make a way in a place you never go. And streams in the wasteland. I grew up in the desert of New Mexico. I know what a wasteland is. I know what it's, I know what it's like to, to look across the prairie and not see anything growing. You see cactus here, a sagebrush there occasionally, but it's a, it's a wasteland in some regions of New Mexico. I, that's where I grew up. And here God is saying, I'm going to bring streams in the wasteland. In other words, God says, I'm going to do something you've never thought of before. And I'm going to do it in a way you never thought of before. And I'm doing something that you're not even expecting. It was Jack Taylor in his writing. He appropriately said, no miracle performed in the Bible ever occurred unless there was a problem. But he said where there was a problem, there was always a greater solution. Can I tell you, I think we're a candidate for a great miracle. I think we're in a candidate for a great miracle because it's in desperation that God says in the most unlikely, that's when I'm going to show up. God shows up in the unexpected. Some of us, we're looking at the economy. We're looking at the, at the events and the circumstances. We're looking at the landscape politically. I, I am wearied by all the talk of politics and personalities, as it were, we're putting our faith in men. May I turn your face and your heart back to God. God's in control. God is the one ruling and reigning. And in the unexpected, God shows up. It's the closed heart that can't see God in the unexpected. When you close your heart, the unexpected will look like the unaccepted. You say, God, I can't do that. Some of us are saying, God, I won't go there. No, God, that'll never happen. You've already put a never and an I can't in front of everything God is about to do in your life. For a moment, can you see God can bring streams in the desert and the unexpected. God can take the unexpected and make it the unlimited. Wow, I like that. I like that. In a time when, when they're going to say everything is, is in the economy is kind of on a standstill, there's going to be God's people that are going to get promoted. And God's, God's going to rain down upon you. 
When in a time of famine, God wants to show plenty. Why? He wants people to see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. God wants to do something unexpected. And God wants to take you into the unlimited. I'm talking about having a vision day for Westover. What would God have? We have set three spiritual priorities for our church this year. Yes, we factored in COVID. Yes, we factored in the economy. We have factored in the challenges. And we have come out with these three ambitious goals for this church this year. And it affects everyone that you're a part of the Westover conversation. In 2021... We've determined we want to set a goal in 2021 of winning 2,021 people to Jesus. We want to take that number. We want to sanctify it. We want to win 2,021 people to Jesus. Number two, in 2021, we want to end the year with 2,021 people engaged in life groups and growing and serving God in a community of fellowship. And number three, Our goal is we want to activate 800 volunteers of people serving in more people serving in ministry. And I speak to those that are at home. I speak to those in the room that you come week after week and week after week. Can I tell you, God wants to use you. And I pray that God will activate you in serving in ministry. May this be the year that God does the most unexpected and unlimited thing for you and through you. And we have five strategies to do it. You know that every business person, every leader, you know that if you're going to have a goal, you got to have a strategy. Some of us, we have goals. We never reach our goals because we don't have a strategy. We set a goal. You want to lose weight? Well, I want to lose 20 pounds. Yes. What are you doing about it? I don't know. I'm just praying that God somehow will take, well, they'll invent some kind of pill where I'll take it and all of a sudden it'll melt. If you don't have a strategy, it won't happen. You want to get out of debt? You've got to have a strategy. Anything you want to do, you have to have a strategy. We have five strategies in order to accomplish these three spiritual goals. And allow me share, to share it with you. Number one. To accomplish reaching people for Jesus, we need to, number one, be an outward-focused church. We need to be outward-focused. We need to not think about ourselves. Can I just invite Westover people? One thing that, that COVID has done, unfortunately, is turned all the attention on us. We take care of ourselves. We worry about ourselves. We focus on ourselves. It has caused us to turn inward focus. And I will tell you, in a time of challenge, can I tell you what? God always wants us to be outward focused. Jesus said in John chapter number 4, verse 35, say not four months, then comes the harvest. And some of us are saying that right now. Oh, four months. January, February, March, April. I'll start in May, Pastor. Don't say four months, then I'll do something for God. Don't say when the vaccine is here and I feel good about it and make sure the first 150 million people didn't die of it. Then I'll take it and then I'll get back into it. I'll put it off later. Can I just invite you? Say not four months, then I'm going to do something for God. Be outward focused. Join us and the conversation of reaching people for Jesus. You're going to meet somebody this week in a restaurant, in a, 
in a place of business, in a work, online, some kind of conversation is going to come up and people are going to express their, their frustration, their hurt, their pain, their disappointment. When you just ask people, when you go back to work, how was the holiday? Somebody's going to kind of sigh. That's an opportunity to share Jesus with them. It was C.S. Lewis who said, and profoundly so, that pain is God's megaphone to arouse a deaf world. And right now, there is so much pain in our world, so much pain in America. It's a great opportunity to talk about Jesus. Be outward focused when you hear people talk about their disappointments and pains. Tell them about the one who can solve that, who can reclaim them and give them a hope and a future. Strategy number two is we want to help families win. That's in our language. That, you're going to hear that over and over again throughout this year. We want to help you win in your family. Every parent, you want to win and you want your kids to win in life. And there are challenges in culture today and society today that are undermining the values we have as believers. Sin has been normalized, and we want to partner with you and help you that you can raise your kids to know and serve the Lord all the days of their life. We want to help your family win. How are we doing that? Well, one thing, and I want to announce it to you right now, Pastor Tito, Pastor Tito, uh, Pastor Tito and Pastor Christian have taken this weekend off, but uh, uh, they'll be back in the saddle with us next weekend. But Pastor Tito is our student uh, ministry pastor. Starting January, starting now, Pastor Tito is our new family pastor. We've asked Pastor Tito to take on family ministries at Westover. And that means that he's the pastor to oversee nursery, kids ministry, student ministry, young adult, and couples. You have a, you have a pastor to go to if if. And to help you to build a stronger family relationship. And we are taking every ministry we have at Westover, and we're saying it has to be built around helping families win, and we want to energize that. And Pastor Tito is taking on this challenge because we know in order to build great kids' ministry, we have to have a great family ministry. And we see so many areas. The family right now is paying the price and and, be, and it's, a point of, it's a point of attack the family is. May I just say to all uh, couples, young couples, you're, you're in a marriage. We start our Art of Marriage class on January the 17th. That's on a Sunday. It'll be at 9 a.m. every Sunday for six weeks in room 100. You can register on our app. If you want to make your marriage strong, don't ask God to help your marriage and don't show up for art of marriage. I hear people say that all the time. Yes. I want my marriage to be strong. How about joining the art of marriage? Guys, well, we don't really like to come out that early. You mean to tell me you'll stay up at to midnight and 1 o'clock in the morning, walking the floor, fussing and fighting, and you won't get up an hour earlier on Sunday morning to come to church to save your marriage? Can I tell I call you. We want to help you win in your marriage. You need to be in the art of marriage class. Number three, strategy. 
is we realize we need to raise up a generation of spiritual champions. We need to raise up a generation. And I thought about that statement over and over again. And I, in particular, put down not just Christ followers, spiritual champions, spiritual champions. Pastor Christian, Pastor Christian Gonzalez, who was the youth pastor, what is the youth pastor of our Spanish church? And we have uni uh, unified Spanish and English. They're now meeting at the same time. Therefore, Pastor Christian, seasoned youth pastor, is going to be the youth pastor of both English and Spanish uh, ministry here at Westover and has been working with the kids' student ministry for the last two months alongside Pastor Tito anyway. We need to raise up a, a generation of spiritual champions. I will, I will share this with you, both church online and everyone in the room. If you have a middle school and a high school student, make sure they're in every service in the month of January. If you've got something planned, cancel it. We have two dynamic, rock-your-world speakers that are going to be speaking in the youth ministry services in the month of January. We have called January a time of spiritual saturation for middle school and high school, that God could get a hold of their life, that God could just step into life, that God would work in your heart. Students, don't miss, don't miss uh, student ministry services on the weekend. We want God to do something dynamic in your life, and you need to be a spiritual champion for Jesus. Number four, strategy in order to fulfill the vision God has for this church, inspiring spiritual experiences. Inspiring spiritual experience. Let me put it in vernacular many of us might know. We need a genuine move of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our churches. We need to see God visit us. It's in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18, on the day of Pentecost, Simon Peter, Peter will stand up and he will speak to the onlookers. And he's going to say, God has initiated something new. He said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And on my servants, he said, both men and women I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And let me just say, for those who occasionally email me through the year, you disapprove of women pastors and you disapprove of women being in ministry, you disagree with the Bible. The Bible says here, young men and young women, servants, handmaidens, sons and daughters, God wants to raise up in the last day to, for them to be an instrument for God to work through. And when I'm pastoring this church, we will honor anyone with an anointing on their life, male or female, in respective age. God wants to raise up spiritual champions. And we need a spiritual experience. We, we need a spiritual experience. And I invite you to join me. I started this first of this year fasting. I enjoy, I invite you to join me in fasting. I invite you to join me in and setting time aside to fast and pray this month, I am, that God would move. I've established three prayer gatherings this month. On Thursday, starting January the 14th, the 14th, the 21st, and the 28th, from 6 to 8 p.m., we're going to open these doors. 
It'll be a come and go moment. You don't have to go home, Gary. If, you, if you're coming in with a uniform on or work clothes, I, it doesn't matter. We're here to meet with God. Doesn't matter. We're going to open up this auditorium for two hours those respective Wednesday nights at from 7 to 7.15 those nights. I'm going to live stream a prayer moment for those who cannot come to church. I'm going to call upon us to begin to fast and pray. A move of God requires his people praying. If my people will humble themselves and what? Pray. God says he will hear from heaven and he will heal their land. We need we need inspiring spiritual experiences starting this week, this week, this Wednesday, January the 6th, we're re reinitiating ministry on Wednesday nights, starting this Wednesday. It'll be from 7 to 8 o'clock, one hour. We're not going to do our traditional program we used to have before. We're reformatting it to this hour. But we're going to call every first Wednesday, first Wednesday. Isn't that a profound name? It's easy to remember. When is first Wednesday? Guess what? Which Wednesday night of the month do you think first Wednesday is on? Oh, you got it. You're brilliant. It's first Wednesday. We're going to have a family service together where you bring your kids, your students, every, we're going to come in here, we're going to worship. We're just going to, I'm going to call it a one-hour altar service. We need times for Holy Spirit saturation where we're just in the presence of God, where we extend in time of ministry and there's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to spontaneously work in our hearts and life. Join us this Wednesday for first Wednesday, 7 o'clock, right here in the room. Moreover, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you, remind you rather. Our altars are always open during worship, before service, after service. In fact, we have socially distant spots here in the altar. Come stand on one of those spots. Great place to worship. Great place to just respond to God. You can do that. We need to see God work in people's lives. I, I want to I want to invite you to lean in to what the Holy Spirit wants to do at Westover and this year. Number five, the last strategy I have for you in accomplishing our goal is to equip believers to become an equipping and discipling church. I say one thing that COVID has done. Nine months of COVID have wiped out four years of spiritual growth in a lot of people. Yes. They, and in nine months' time, the spiritual steps they have taken towards the Lord, they've abandoned, walked away in just nine months. Four years of spiritual growth has been wiped out in too many people's lives during COVID. And we're going to equip believers. First off, let me share with you Starting tomorrow and every Sunday, every weekend, every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. And I invite you, if you're in, your, in our, any service, any service, that to, to know that in the 11.30 service, yes, it's worth coming to church another time. Your spiritual life is worth that. I believe that. Your spiritual life is worth that. And that is our growth track. Pastor Andreas Rivas 
who, again, served in the Spanish ministry, and now she's a part of both Spanish and English ministry, is taking on our growth track. We want to see you advance spiritually. For all of our men, next Sunday, both 9.30 and 11.30, in room 201, we're starting again our 24-15 men's class. What's a 24-15 man? It's Joshua 24, 15, when he said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's a part one and a part two, two five-week classes to, to lead men, to strengthen men, to disciple, to train men, to equip men, to help you men become the man, the husband that you want to be, the leader of your house. And then also on Wednesday nights, Yes, first Wednesday is our first Wednesday service. But what about second, third, and fourth Wednesday of each month? We're going to be offering discipleship classes, something I've been wanting to do for some time, and that is be able to do more teaching at the church. And COVID has wiped out enough agenda and things we were doing, and we determined some of those things we were doing we're not going to do anymore. We're going to, we're going to center on this priority. If it doesn't, if it doesn't win somebody to Jesus, if it doesn't disciple somebody to live for Jesus, I'm not sure we need to be doing it anymore. We're going to focus on bringing people to Jesus and discipling people for Jesus and clearing some of the activities and scheduled out. I'm going to start teaching on Wednesday nights. I'm going to start in the month of January. Something has been on my heart for some time. I'm going to be teaching a class. In fact, you can, you can reg, please register for the class so, so I'll know you're coming and I'll have materials available for you Wednesday night, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th Wednesday of January on the purpose and the power of prayer. I want to train people on why did God create prayer it's, it's, it's not a glorified complaint department. And some of us have never experienced the power of prayer. You pray, and here's what I hear people say. Well, I feel prayers. Do you see prayers? Do you see God do the miraculous? Have you seen God heal? Have you seen God deliver? Have you seen God break down barriers? Have you seen God do the dramatic? And you're like, well, no, but I can feel it. You need to sense the power of prayer in your life. And that's what this class is going to do. The purpose and the power of prayer. Wednesday nights are going to be a discipleship ministry to train people to live effectively for Jesus. That's what we're going to be doing this year. I'm going to invite the worship team, if they would, to come out, and we're going to go in a moment of worship. And I want to invite you, as we segue in a moment, to make the decision, what is God talking to you about? What would God be telling you to do is it time to get active in volunteering and serving? Yes, have you been in the church long enough but you've never served? Is it, is, have you never been filled with the Holy Spirit? The, the, this is the year to get filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the year to discover your spiritual gift. If you're not active in sharing your faith, we want to be an outward-focused church. We want to share Jesus with people. Yes. 
We, we, we want to we wanna see spiritual champions emerge. Students, young adults, you're the generation God put his hand on. He said, I'm going to raise them up in the last days, and I'm going to pour out my spirit in their life, and they're going to prophesy. They're going to do great wonders for God. They're going to do in a short window of time before the trumpet of God sounds what believers have prayed for for centuries. You're the generation God has selected. What is God challenging you to do? What is God speaking into your life to do? And I want to invite you. I want to invite you to prepare your hearts for that. Would you stand together with me, balcony and main floor? We're going to go into a worship moment. And as we do, I want you to envision something right now. I want you to see this in your mind. I want you to see a water balloon. We've all filled up water balloons before. Have you ever filled up a water balloon and have it break right in your hand or your lap and baptize you when you were trying to going to use it against somebody else? You know what I'm talking about? Have good old-fashioned water balloon. I want you to see a water balloon that is filled kind of past capacity. It's just, it's to the moment it's about to burst. And any dramatic moment movement, even the slightest pinprick would cause it to burst and just flood out uh, instantly. I sense, I sense that what, that's what the heavens want to do in your life. I sense there's, there's unanswered prayers and unfulfilled dreams of last year. And you're saying, God, I didn't see it come to pass. I didn't see it fulfilled in my life. I didn't see it. Last year was the year that just didn't happen. And I, I, I want you to sense that water balloon is just filling up and filling up. And for a moment, I want you to sense last year was the year of gestation. Stay with me. Stay with me. It was the year we were, we were giving birth. We were pregnant with God's promise. We didn't deliver last year. Didn't come a pass last year. But we were, we were pregnant. As it were, the Lord, put, the Lord put a seed in us. The Lord put a promise in us. The Lord gave us a direction, and we didn't see it come to pass. But I wanted to claim for you. I want to speak to you. God wants to bring that to pass. It says in, in Acts chapter 2, verse, and it shall come to pass in the last days. It didn't say it will be one of these days. It didn't say we'll see a little inkling of it. It shall come to pass. God wants to do something dramatic. God wants to do something dramatic.